You're listening to the Functional Nurse Podcast. On today's episode, we will dig into the topic of using lab work when practicing functional medicine. So stay tuned. Hello, nurses, and welcome to this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. My name is Bridget Sager, and I am your host. I'm a functional medicine nurse practitioner, and I teach functional medicine for nurses through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine. One of the biggest topics that comes up in functional medicine is lab work. So I think it's a little overdue that we have this episode. I just really wanted to talk about topics that come up often when I talk about functional medicine and lab work with nurses. One thing that really sets apart functional medicine from conventional healthcare when we talk about lab work is how we interpret labs. So I wanted to just start off by explaining that a bit. You have probably in your personal life, maybe, and definitely in your professional life, if you're a nurse, encountered Uh, patients or yourself being told that your labs are all normal, despite having symptoms that you're concerned with. Personally, when I was a primary care provider, I would have patients come to me with symptoms. I would do lab work that was recommended for that array of symptoms, and it would come back normal. And I honestly felt really badly having the follow-up visit to review their labs or sending them a portal message and letting them know that everything was normal because I knew that there was more to the story than that. But in the allopathic world, that is how we're trained, that if the labs are normal, if they're within the range, that is where the story ends a lot of the time. And it leaves people feeling unheard and it's pretty heartbreaking when you think about the fact that people come to us for care and sometimes we don't have answers for them. When I learned functional medicine, I got way more answers that I was able to provide for people, which was really exciting. And one of my favorite things to learn was how to look at lab work in a different way. Before my first visit with clients now, I have them upload their lab work from the last two years. So they may have done this with a primary care provider or they have seen some specialists for concern that they're worried about. So before the first visit, I have the opportunity to review that lab work and look for maybe some clues to what's going on that were overlooked because the lab work was considered within normal limits and therefore the the patient was told that they're fine. One thing that we particularly do in functional medicine is look within the normal reference range and look for an optimal reference range. And the idea here is that even if someone's, let's say glucose, because that one's pretty easy for people to relate to, even if that is in a normal range, it, uh, there's a, there's a scale of what is an optimal, for example, fasting blood glucose compared to what is considered normal in the allopathic setting. I have many, many times, unfortunately, uh, encountered patients or my clients now that come to me and they've been experiencing insulin resistance for years and years. And maybe their fasting blood glucose has been in the 90s for years. And so they are just on the border of prediabetes or maybe they are even pre-diabetic and they have not been told this until the moment that they meet the criteria for the diagnosis. So that is one that I see quite often. And we can also look at the A1C for that. And I've seen people where their A1C is 0.1 
below being diagnosable for prediabetes for a few years and they're told that their lab work is normal. The unfortunate thing that happens when people are told their lab work is normal when it isn't in the optimal reference range is that what they hear is that their current practices, their lifestyle, their behaviors, their food choices, how they address stress in their life, et cetera, all of that is going great because their lab work looks good. And the truth is insulin resistance can start many, many years before we see prediabetes or diabetes in lab work. In the meantime, a big topic in functional medicine is inflammation. And when we have insulin resistance, there is an ongoing degree of inflammation in the body that is being overlooked. And so not addressing the optimal reference range and choosing to talk about the uh, being within normal limits only is a missed opportunity to help somebody optimize their wellness. Um, another example, you know, we talk a lot about thyroid and hormones overall in functional medicine. And, you know, I was taught in the allopathic model that we wanted to look at the thyroid stimulating hormone, which is not a thyroid hormone. It is a brain hormone that goes to the thyroid and stimulates activity. That may be the only lab marker that is looked at when someone is concerned about their thyroid. Sometimes uh, a T4 may be checked as well, but the most active element in thyroid would be to look at the uh, free T3, and that can be impaired. The conversion from T4 to T3 can be impaired by some lacking nutrients and things that we consider in functional medicine that are overlooked, not only because of a lack of awareness in allopathic medicine, but also because in, I wasn't taught in allopathic medicine to even look for that or what was limiting that step. It's sometimes can be challenging to get lab work done by an allopathic provider to get, for example, a full thyroid panel. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But along that thread, I really want to deliver the message that there is nothing that we should be saying negatively about providers that are not ordering these labs. I used to be that provider. And so I wanted to share a little bit of that perspective with you. When I was a primary care provider, I was trained in the allopathic guidelines for managing health conditions like thyroid disease. And because I was credentialed with insurance companies, I was basically contracted to only order things that were medically necessary and that was within my scope of practice to manage and that I knew what I would do with the results of those lab results. So I couldn't order a free T3 if it wasn't going to change my plan of care for that patient as I was seeing them as an insured provider with a contract with their insurance company. So there wasn't anything about that where I just wasn't wanted to say no or didn't care that they were able to see those lab results. It was that I was limited within my contract to do that. And I think that is often overlooked when we say that the provider wouldn't order the lab work. It isn't necessarily that they're being uncooperative. It's that it's their legal responsibility and being fiscally and ethically responsible to the patient and the insurance company, which is a completely different topic. I think that's an important perspective to consider is that sometimes we do need to find a different way to get lab work done or question where there is whether there is a need for lab work in the first place. We don't necessarily need lab work to help people with functional medicine. So a lot of healthcare providers that offer functional medicine practices choose to not use any lab work or to use very little lab work or to review previous lab work. 
And there's a ton to work with there. But I want to point out that for a lot of patients, seeing those results can be really what they need to motivate change. So getting lab work can often be helpful. On the other end of that, I want to talk a little bit about the myth of functional medicine being a lot of expensive tests and supplements. If you've heard this podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about this. But specifically for lab work, there is a stereotype that functional medicine is a lot of expensive tests. And there are really expensive tests that you can run on patients when you're practicing functional medicine. They're really cool and fun. And for me, I am pretty geeky about all the lab work and the biochemistry involved in functional medicine. So I love looking at those labs, but they are not necessary. And the approach that I have my students take and the way that we talk about this is, will the results really change the plan of care for the person? So if we step away from whether the results will motivate that person for change, like we were talking about a minute ago, and we say, okay, I've done a thorough intake on this person. I've reviewed all their paperwork and their previous lab work from their primary care provider over the last few years. And I see that they have a high stress life and there's lots of room for improving their diet. The question that I have to ask myself and that I teach my students to ask themselves is, would getting a test change what our plan of care is going to be at this point? And often the answer is no. And an example I like to use often is cortisol testing. In functional medicine, it is really promoted that we use cortisol testing to evaluate someone's stress response and what's going on biochemically in the body based on stressors that they are facing in their lives. So if you do a thorough intake on a patient or you just meet them and you can tell that they're a high stress in a high stress state or they've been in a sustained stress state for a long time, I don't know that seeing those results would change anything that I would counsel someone on during those first few visits. And possibly we could work together and address stress in a holistic way and they could get complete healing of their health concerns just by doing that. And that is not unheard of whatsoever. Um, I don't know that seeing the results would change anything I would counsel someone to do during a visit after that. But uh, if I find at after some period of time that there is still room for improvement, maybe we get a cortisol test and it identifies there's an imbalance that seems to occur later in the day for them. And we could focus on that time of day as a specific care time for them to take self, maybe some self-care time or uh, to, to engage in some quieter activities and maybe a time to power down better, maybe to get ready for sleep. So there's times where initially I don't need any testing and later I decide that this person might benefit from it or it might change our plan. Or maybe they really do need to see the results to get over a hump where they're not uh, as motivated as they were initially. But getting a test just for the simple fact of confirming what you already suspect for someone or is clearly an issue for them is a waste of their money, in my opinion. And I think that we can do better by addressing the foundations of holistic nursing, which are also the foundations of functional medicine. The way that I like to look at this is that if we have had an increasing prevalence of almost every chronic health condition for over the last hundred years, and it is not a lack of testing to confirm this, and it's not a lack of prescription medications. It is specifically a change in our lifestyles, a change in our exposures. It is a change in the amount of stress that we are faced with in our lives. And it is also a change in the actual food we are consuming and the quality of that food. 
So none of this needs fancy testing. For the majority of that, nurses are the perfect healthcare provider to help patients with those problems because we can partner with someone, we can create some awareness around that, and we can help them on a path to wellness, to healing, and possibly to prevent some chronic health conditions. Okay, I wanna move on to scope of practice a little bit because that is a common discussion also. Um, I have a lot of nurses that are worried about whether it's in their scope of practice to review lab work. And I want to make a very clear distinction that there is the act of interpreting and diagnosing using lab work and the idea of reviewing and educating based on lab results. And so as a nurse practitioner, I am licensed to use lab work. I can order it, I can use it uh, to diagnose someone with something, so I'm interpreting the lab work. But in functional medicine, a registered nurse can 100% review lab work and educate patients based on those results. We do that as nurses all the time. and. I often use the example of when I worked in a hospital. I mentioned I love geeking out on lab work. Every day when I got to work, I would pull out my report sheet, pull up my patients that I was gonna be caring for that day. And I really enjoyed looking at trends that had occurred in their vital signs, uh, changes in their medication plan since they'd come into the hospital. And um, in particular, looking at trends in lab work and ones that led to the diagnosis and how they were changing over the course of their hospital stay. Often when I worked on a cardiac unit, I would be doing a lot of titrating diuretics and replacing electrolytes. I'm sure many of you as nurses can relate to this, that I would go into the room, tell the patient maybe their kidney function had changed overnight because we had increased a diuretic, explain that to them some, um, and also explain the idea that diuretics that are not potassium sparing are going to maybe cause us to need to replace potassium. And so then I would have a potassium supplement for them. They might ask me about foods that contain potassium and we would have that conversation. I would also talk to them about their results and whether it showed that they were improving or not. Um, maybe they're getting closer to leaving the hospital setting. And I can see that because we've been watching their white blood cell count over the weeks since they were admitted. So those are some examples of ways that nurses on a regular basis absolutely review lab work and absolutely educate people on the results. And that is 100% in a nurse's scope of practice. Education is the foundation of a nurse's scope of practice when working with patients and using functional medicine practices. And I 0% ever want any, anybody to think that I'm encouraging you to diagnose or interpret lab work to come up with a new diagnosis. There's a really important component to lab work that is a prescribing or licensed healthcare provider that is trained in interpreting lab work, takes responsibility for those results. And that is because if lab work comes back, for example, with a potassium of six, so a critical range, a licensed provider that is trained in that has to take responsibility for those results and help that person seek healthcare immediately or, or determine whether that's necessary. That is not within the scope of a registered nurse. And that is why whether registered nurses can review or interpret lab work and the whole idea of lab work and functional medicine is a controversial topic. 
The bottom line for me is registered nurses cannot order lab work, but they absolutely can review it and they absolutely can educate people based on the results. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is how registered nurses can go about helping somebody get lab work that they could use to work with them. I already mentioned the most obvious one is asking for lab work to be uh, uploaded maybe or shared um, in person or digitally from providers that they've gotten lab work over the last few years. I do this with every client that I see, and often that is all we need to have a huge impact in uh, moving forward in their health. Sometimes it is the only lab work that we get, and they get really great results from working with me as I use those results to look for the optimal version of lab work reference ranges rather than the within defined limits range that I mentioned earlier in this episode. Um, Another thing that a lot of registered nurses will do is draft a letter that they use to advocate for patients to get lab work done by their primary care provider. They can list out what they're partnering with that person for, what they're suspecting, or what their existing diagnoses are that they're motivated to work on, and maybe give a brief synopsis of what might be involved in working with that nurse. So I think some people might not understand what functional medicine is and think that it's kind of woo-woo or hokey. And I think saying specifically that you're going to work with them to partner to moving towards a whole foods diet and addressing lifestyle and and kind of clarifying what what the results of the lab work might mean for that person can help to uh, motivate the provider to order some lab work if they're comfortable doing that. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, that may not be the case. And so another option is to have a referral plan where maybe a registered nurse has a collaborative uh, working agreement with a physician or a nurse practitioner that practices functional medicine. So a registered nurse could have an agreement with them and send their new clients to them and say, here's some lab work that's on my mind. Maybe that provider decides to order a bit more or a bit less, but the patient can get those results and come back to the registered nurse to work on the the long-term plan for addressing the health concerns that are identified there. So a nurse practitioner or a physician could identify some things in those lab results that could be focused on, and the patient can come back with those results to review them with the registered nurse and move forward with a plan of care. Another exciting option that has emerged recently is um, uh, uh, one thing that I use is I use Rupa Uh, laboratories to get a lot of my lab work done. And Rupa is offering uh, a lot of different companies offer functional medicine testing. And it can be really challenging as a provider to order lab work from all those different companies and get the results and have it arrive in different places. And so Rupa has created a system where lab work is offered that is the most popular functional medicine testing is all offered through their portal. The provider can go in and order it. Patients can pay and get reminders and the education they need to complete the testing. Everything can take place within Rupa's system. So that's something that I've been using in my practice for a while, but they have recently added uh, provider services where uh, like a registered nurse can create an account and order lab work and that lab work is ordered and signed and the responsibility is on the licensed provider that is taking responsibility for those results. 
A similar concept is if during the pandemic you went to a laboratory and got a uh, COVID test done, there is a provider that is signing for that test result. And if it was a critical value, let's say the elevated potassium on a CMP, um, that provider is, is accepting the responsibility for any critical results. So with Rupa, they're offering that where lab work can get done through this uh, program and then the registered nurse can get a copy of the results to go over with the patient. And this can be an effective way to get lab results when uh, we're looking specifically for functional testing, but also they have recently partnered with LabCorp and I believe Quest um, is in the works and several other national blood work type testing facilities so that people can go get blood work in their uh, local area that is completed for a small small fee. Uh, so that is, is something that's come up recently that I think is a great option. And then I have often heard that patients will find uh, opportunities online to order their own lab work and just provide those results to whoever their, their functional medicine provider is that they start working with. And my opinion has changed some because the more that I have practiced functional medicine and worked with so many nurses, the more I have seen the barriers that come up when patients are told no and they cannot get lab results and the impact it has on their care. Patients are often motivated by lab results and being able to see a measurable number that can improve over time with change is really reinforcing um, for them when they're working towards a healthier lifestyle or when they're doing some hard work to improve their health. And so I think that it is worth considering that a lot of patients benefit from lab results. And as long as we have somebody that's taking responsibility for any critical lab values, and those patients are sharing the results with their, their primary care provider if needed, uh, I think that it can be to their benefit, absolutely. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to mention on this topic is um, the idea that some nurses that take my course in particular, we talk about they don't want to work with any lab work and they don't want there to be the stereotype of functional medicine is lots of fancy testing, like I said. And so they want to um, not give the impression that that's what they're offering. And as a result, they choose to call themselves either a holistic nurse or a lifestyle nurse. And the, uh, the idea there being that they will not be interpreting or, uh, or reviewing or offering any lab testing, but that they will be focused on lifestyle and education as the foundation for their practice. Maybe they're also a nurse coach, and so they're able to help guide people through some challenging goals. Um, and so that also is an option for nurses that are not interested in using any testing. And I can tell you based on experience that that is 100% effective for many, many, many patients in getting great results. So I hope that this has been enlightening for you and maybe you have a bit more clarity around the idea of nurses using lab work when practicing functional medicine. And until our next episode, be well. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. If you want to help spread the word about the powerful role nurses can play as true healers using functional medicine practices, consider sharing an episode with a nurse friend or on social media. And click the subscribe button to stay informed of newly released episodes. 
You can also visit and share the links below in the show notes for more information on nursing resources and the Functional Medicine for Nurses course offered through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine.